The hour to which the podcast adjourned having arrived, the podcast is now in order. Let's gavel in for this week's State House Takeout with the reporters on top of Beacon Hill at the State House News Service. Here's Sam Doran. Hello, everyone, on this very fine Friday, uh, February 12th. This is Chris Lestinsky from the State House News Service hosting this week's State House Takeout in lieu of Sam Duran. Um, we have gotten into election season here on Beacon Hill, which is an odd thing to think about in February, right at the start of a new two year lawmaking session. But as lawmakers are trying to get all of their proposals in by the upcoming filing deadline, uh, election reform has emerged as another central topic to watch once again in the wake of last year's COVID era reforms. Secretary of State William Galvin announced his proposal earlier in the week, has not yet filed a bill, but uh, voiced his support for making mail-in voting a permanent feature of the Massachusetts electoral landscape and for election day registration. A day later, we heard from a group of lawmakers, including one of our guests, Senator Cynthia Cream of Newton, um, uh, called the Votes Act, which similarly would enshrine mail-in voting as a permanent feature, would authorize same-day voter registration in Massachusetts, and would expand early voting periods before both the general and primary elections. We're joined here by Senator Cream and by Alex Salakis from Mass Vote to talk more about the proposals and what they're hoping to see achieve this legislative session, building on, again, the short-term reforms that we saw last session. Senator Cream, let, let's start with you. I, I really do want to, to start by looking back at last year. Um, it was uh, last summer, as we were gearing up for the state primary, that uh, Beacon Hill agreed to make some pretty major changes to how uh, voters are able to cast their ballots in an attempt to prevent us from having any major public health crises stem from that. How has the push for election reform that has been going on for years before COVID-19 changed in the wake of the, the pandemic and because of the, uh, the short-term changes that we have on the books already? Uh, well, like everything else, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, lovely to be here on a sunny, bright, cold day. Um, so actually, the issue of voting and voting accessibility has been on the horizon for a while. Um, in the previous term, I was the lead sponsor for automatic voting registration. So we've really realized that voter suppression is not something we want uh, and that we want to make the voting easily easy, accessible, and allow as many people as we can to vote. Uh, so we have to consider the pandemic uh, in light of the political background. So it's, it's more than only the pandemic, uh, but then the pandemic set in and that could be, have really been the cause for great voter suppression. People obviously were afraid to come out and we got a lot of calls from clerks and who, who also sit town halls, city halls, they all shut down. What could we do? In the meantime, I have been the, the lead sponsor for election day registration. So the, the increase in voter participation is looming and then we have a pandemic. Obviously, uh, it certainly moved us quicker, I think. While all those issues were pending, it moved us quicker into the need 
to do something. Uh, and that's why we worked on it during the pandemic. But in a way, we, we didn't envision that it would work as well. We did it for the pandemic, not realizing that everybody would like it so much uh, and that the clerks would be good with it uh, so that we'd want to think about it in a permanent basis. And that's where we are now. Sure. I want to come back to, to something you said about the political context, but first I want to welcome Alex to, to share his thoughts, particularly from an outside looking in perspective from the advocacy community. I, I imagine the perspective might be a little bit different than it is within the halls of the, the House and Senate. Alex, what do you think that the past year of voting in Massachusetts has done to uh, to sort of change the, the discussion around some of these reforms that I know Mass Vote has been pushing for, for longer? Than the pen. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me, and uh, it's great to see the senator and, and have her talking about these awesome issues. Um, you know, I think what the last year really did was remind people how important voting is. Um, you know, the last few years in general, with with all the political turmoil across the country, has really invigorated people. But back at the beginning of the pandemic, um, in early April last year, there was a presidential primary in Wisconsin. And that got a lot of national attention because, um, you know, there was mail-in voting, but there was a legitimate effort by the Republican Party to disenfranchise thousands and thousands of people by limiting their ability to vote by mail, by forcing them to turn out, by closing literally thousands of polling places across the state. Um, so that scared a lot of people. It scared a lot of people in Wisconsin because they thought they would have to literally risk their life to go and vote. And that's something that we saw in Massachusetts. And we were, we were afraid that that could happen here, where if we don't have reforms like mail-in voting, individuals would be forced to go out and quite literally risk their lives to have their voices heard. So that presidential primary in April of last year was a big wake-up call to us. And uh, immediately, we started pushing for reforms like vote by mail. We started pushing for other reforms like same-day voter registration. Um, and as the senator mentioned, you know, we didn't know they would be so successful. You know, we knew people would use them, but we didn't know how many people would vote by mail. Um, you know, two reforms that were implemented last year were expanded early voting and voting by mail. In both the president, in both the general election and September primary last year, the vast majority of voters voted that way. A vast minority of voters turned out on election day to have their voice heard in a more traditional manner. Um, so, you know, now it's just common sense. These reforms worked really, really well last year. Um, and the people expect them to stick around. They're surprised when we tell them that they were only temporary. Um, and, you know, loads of town elections are about to take place. And if reforms aren't extended past March 31st, uh, town election officials are, are worried. You know, how are people going to vote when this pandemic is still a major threat? Um, so I think, you know, there were a lot of signs last year that, that showed us we need these reforms. and moving forward, people just quite frankly want to keep them. You know, they worked and, and they should keep working for everyone. Sure. Turning back to, to Senator Cream, or I should also note, Senator Cream last session served as the, the Senate's majority leader, uh, very likely to retain that position here. Um, both you and Alex have mentioned sort of a political and uh, almost partisan context here. 
you know, we're seeing many state legislatures in the wake of uh, the, the presidential elections fallout from last year, especially Republican majority state legislatures, uh, this session aiming to put up stricter guardrails around voting access. Are there national forces that, that you as, you know, a Democratic majority leader are, are responding to with this election reform legislation that you're proposing? Do you see this as fitting into a, a broader countrywide discussion on uh, how voters can access the ballot box? Well, you know, Massachusetts is always the leader. So this is a good opportunity for us to be the leader. Uh, yes, uh, at least for some of us, this is part of a greater context. You know, the, the issues of, of voters being not going out to vote, there's a lot of things here. And when you talk about in, in certain communities, People are reluctant to vote or they're busy or they're working and it's becoming hard and difficult for them to do that. We're seeing it with the vaccine rollout. Some communities, people are running to get vaccinated. Others, they're afraid. That is, those are the same communities that we wanna make sure have the representation they need to. So on a greater context, this is part and parcel of that. But you know, we, we, we passed bills in Massachusetts. We were the first state uh, to uh, recognize uh, that you can marry anyone you love. And uh, we did that here in Massachusetts. Uh, so it is not surprising that we would be part of a whole political, uh, greater political thought theory. But um, I wanna pick up on something also that Alex said. You know, when we first started with this mail-in, um, we had uh, certain town clerks calling because I worked with Representative Lawn when we, first did the 2020 uh, election day, uh, F 2020 voting bill. Uh, and we had clerks that called and said, we don't think we can do this. We're, we're not set up for this. How are we gonna do this? And those same clerks, interestingly enough, are calling us and saying, we have spring elections. We need to do this. So uh, partly it was that we've shown people that it can work and then made them happy. But in your question, yes, greatly, we, we, we're the leaders. Let's dive a little bit into some of the, the specific bits and pieces of the legislation that uh, that Senator Cream and Rep. Lawn have filed that we should note the, uh, the Election Modernization Coalition of which Mass Vote as a member has backed. Um, tell us a little bit about in what areas the, the bill you propose that Senator Cream goes beyond extending what we had in 2020. Uh, which sections of this would effectively be brand new reforms that voters might not be familiar with from what they experienced Experienced, um, last fall? Well, number one, number one and primarily start is same day registration. We did not do that in 2020 uh, while I had filed it. And while I said that Massachusetts is a leader, I have to say that 21 other states have same day registration. So uh, we're not being leaders on that particular piece. So I think that is the biggest change uh, that we will see uh, from this bill. Uh, but there were also changes like um, uh, issues of the audit, thinking about having an audit every two years instead of four years, uh, the issues with regard to uh, prisoners. That is something that wasn't in the last bill. Uh, so this only applies to those uh, people who are incarcerated who have the right to vote. We're not extending rights to vote, but many of them don't are not able to do it. They don't have the tools to do it. You understand that a lot of these people, uh, they are pre-trial. They haven't even been found guilty. 
and they're in, incarcerated and they're unable to vote and they don't have the tools. A few sheriffs are helping them, but by and large, it's not happening everywhere. Under this bill, there would be a system where they would be able to vote and their ballots would be counted. I think that and same day registration are the biggest changes and obviously post-election are the audits. And we should note, just for, for context for our listeners who might not be familiar, in Massachusetts, when you're uh, an incarcerated inmate on a felony, you do not have the right to vote, but you regain it upon your release and you retain the right to vote until you are uh, convicted of a felony and begin your incarceration. So what you're proposing is to ensure that those who are held pretrial have not yet been found guilty and therefore still have the right to vote, have access to the, uh, to the voting materials. Um, Looking back, you know, in 2020, I think we had two mailing periods for voters to receive applications for mail-in ballots before the primary and before the general. Um, do you think that we should continue to have that split, one primary application, one general application, or are you seeking to have this consolidated into a single uh, form that a voter would, would have to, to fill out? Uh, either Senator Cream or Alex, if you want to jump in and, and uh, share some thoughts on the, the process. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, what we're sort of envisioning in this bill is there would be one mailing out period, and that's in July, basically when we saw it go out last year, and we're only really calling for one mailing period at this point, because there are a lot more avenues that individuals can request ballots. Um, you know, for example, last year, uh, the bill mandated, and eventually the Secretary of State posted an online portal to request a ballot. Um, that was released after the primary, so individuals did not have that opportunity. But now that portal would be there forever. So no matter when there's a mailing, um, individuals can still request a ballot. Also, what's new about this legislation is somebody can permanently request to receive a ballot by mail until they opt out. Um, so you receive one piece of paper, you select the ability to permanently request a mail ballot. So you'll get that for local elections, you'll get it for um, primaries, you'll get it for statewide general elections. Um, so even though there would be a, you know less mailings going out, there are still loads of avenues to actually ensure that you get a mail ballot. Are there any risks in that permanent ballot mailing system, uh, uh, say about voters who might move and would forget to um, you know, go through the secretary's portal or their local election officials to inform them of moving and then their ballot arriving to an entirely different voter. Um, are you worried about any potential issues that might emerge with that? And if so, what kind of controls do you think can be put in place to avoid any, any hiccups? The one thing I would say is, um, you know, there was a lot of worry last session on if you mail everybody a ballot automatically, um, is there a risk for voter fraud or just general less security? Um, and you know, we erred on the side of caution, but what we know now from an advocate perspective, um, you know, from what have occurred in Massachusetts and across the country is that the vote by mail process really truly is incredibly secure. This isn't just a talking point we give and it's not part of some partisan conversation. It's true, it's very secure. Uh, when you fill out a ballot by mail, you sign your name, and that signature is matched with the signature on record. So when you send in a ballot by mail, that signature is individually analyzed. So even if you, for example, move and that ballot is sent to the wrong person, um, you know that person could potentially theoretically try to fill out that ballot and mail it in, but they would be caught. 
Um, so, you know, there's no, you know, threat to voter security here. Um, and fortunately, this bill also calls for Massachusetts to join the Electronic Registration Information Center, also known as ERIC. And more than 30 states are a part of ERIC. And what ERIC does is it allows states to exchange election-related information and voter registration information. So if a voter moves or, you know, unfortunately dies, then the states exchange that information. Um, so, you know, Massachusetts would take that voter off their rolls and they would no longer receive mail ballots if they were enrolled before. So the bill has multiple measures to ensure security throughout the electoral process. Senator King, looking at, at Eric, the, the you know electronic voter database that many states have joined, um, this is not the first time that the legislature has put language into law aimed at this, this national database. Is that right? Yes. But this time, I think maybe we know a little more about it than we knew before. Uh, and certainly that Eric is really great at cleaning up that database. So it, it is a good answer to some of the issues that you brought up. Sure. Obviously, um, as, as I mentioned earlier, this legislation proposal, the legislative proposal from Senator Cream and Rep. Law uh, came out this week, one day after Secretary Galvin announced his proposal. He does not yet have a bill filed, but outlined some of the provisions he wants to see. There's a lot of overlap between the two, but there are some key differences, one of which is that Secretary Galvin uh, proposed same-day voter registration on Election Day itself. Basically, either uh, voters could register in the standard deadline up to 20 days before Election Day or on Election Day, nothing in the interim. Senator Cream, your bill uh, does allow for registration on early voting days, um, same day that voters cast ballots. What kind of upside do you see in giving that greater flexibility where the same day registration is not just limited to the one single final election day, but also extends to the, the early voting period as well? Well, if you look at same-day registration as making it accessible for people when they think about it and that's the day that it's available to them to vote, uh, the same thought about having early voting is no different for, from same-day registration. If you're going to allow someone to come in early uh, and vote, I, it's hard to differentiate why, in my mind only, uh, that's a lot different than having it on the same day as election. That's just a day. But, you know, with regard to Secretary Galvin, um, we worked with him in the 2020 bill. I worked with him personally with his office when we filed an, an amendment uh, allowing municipalities to vote uh, it through, through March uh, on the uh, part of a mail-in. Uh, and again, with him on uh, the governor's amendment. So, um, I have no doubt that we will have an opportunity to sit down and understand where he is and find out where we are and, and find common ground. Uh, I don't find it that we're in a conflicting situation. Uh, and the fact that he came out with a plan, he did that in 2020. He is, so here's the secretary of state, we're the legislature. We can't pass, he can't pass laws and we're not implementing them. So it takes both of us. It takes us passing the law and his implementing it to make it really work. So I, I think we'll, I'm interested to hearing what his objections are. And I know he's going to want to, I hope he's going to want to hear why I think we should do it early. 
the question for both of you, let, let's start with Alex and then we can turn to, to Senator Cream as well. We've had years of unsuccessful pushes for same day voter registration in Massachusetts. Uh, I think it was Senator Cream, you noted that 21 other states already offer some version of this availability. We would become the 22nd. What makes you think that this time around it'll be different? What makes you think that in 2021, the legislature will finally agree to implement this after what I count to be at least seven, if not uh, longer years of um, it, it being proposed. I think it was in 2014, the Senate included some language, but the House didn't. Um, what's different about the landscape today, Alex? Sure, it's a great question. Um, it's one we think about quite a bit. Uh, but one thing we noticed in, in 2020 was there was a pretty stark voter turnout gap here in Massachusetts. Um, in a lot of the you know suburban communities around Boston, turnout was well over 80%, if not upwards of 90%. Uh, in the more diverse, lower income urban communities uh, like Springfield, New Bedford, Lawrence, turnout was much closer to 50%. Um, and we really tried to understand why this is. Um, and it's because voting just isn't made as easy and accessible in these communities. And same day voter registration is one reform that would dramatically benefit these communities. These individuals are more likely to move. Um, they have less reliable housing situations. So if they're moving more often or their voter registration information isn't up to date, a reform like this would, would really benefit them. So, you know, we're really looking at that voter turnout gap from 2020, but we're also pairing that with the racial justice movement, racial justice movement that really emerged last year. You know, what reforms can we implement that truly create a more equitable democracy? Uh, and same day voter registration is one of these reforms. So, you know, we're looking at the election last year, but we're also just considering the, you know, political and, and social environment. And, and we really believe this is one reform that can benefit all the citizens of our state. Senator Cream, have you had any conversations with um, uh, local elections officials or clerks over the past, say, six months, a year or so about same day registration. And as someone who's been pushing for this for years, um, how do you chart the way that clerks have been thinking about this? Is there still some hesitance on their part? Do you think that they have started to come around on the idea anymore at all? Well, I think while I was disappointed that we didn't do it in 2020 and I, I was pushing for it then, I think that the whole concept for the clerks to understand a mail-in and early voting uh, was a lot for them to work through. Uh, and some of them no, really did have some doubts. I think now they see that worked and they're more open to new ideas about it. Uh, and the difference we see now that we didn't see before is the Secretary Galvin's in support of it. So I think that when you talk about what's different, you have to add that to it. And my uh, understanding of where a Secretary Galvin has come from is that he's tried to represent the interests of the uh, clerks. And so my sense is that he himself is hearing um, more of an acceptance from the clerks uh, that they think this might work. I'm taking that as all being a positive, uh, that, that the slowness of it, uh, and I no doubt have tried it year after year and was very proud of the Senate that we had it in 2014. I think we're in a different place now. And again, like Alex said, uh, racial justice, all of the above, but Secretary Galvin is now on board and I don't know if he was before. Mm 
At least I think he's. The, the other key piece here, obviously, the Senate has voted for this in the past in 2014. Secretary Galvin has outlined support for Election Day registration, but, you know, something in that arena. Um, the, the key outlying piece here, obviously, is the House. The House has not been on board with same-day registration in the past. Um, at the press conference, both of you were, were at, and I, I was actually covering myself, uh, I believe Rep. Long's words about same-day registration were that we've still got work to do, which to me sounds like lawmakers speak for there still isn't consensus in the House on this issue. How concerned are you, Senator Cream, that your, your colleagues across the hall might not yet be on board? Um, is that an issue that you think could hold up the broader package itself? Uh, well, I have a lot of faith in uh, Representative Lawn's persuasive powers. Uh, and so I'm basing my um, uh, optimism on my um, having uh, worked with Rep. Lawn. Uh, so Representative Lawn chaired election, the election committee. Uh, and I um, don't know, but have a strong feeling that he probably will again. Uh, and um, in that capacity, like I as majority leader, um, we, don't, we don't publicly come out as strong unless we think that we're representing at least the greater part of our body. And I think that uh, Representative Lawn may have more work to do uh, in his body, but I think he feels that he can do uh, overcome that hurdle. Uh, and uh, or, or I can't speak for him, but the fact that we both filed this together, this is, he supports it and I support it. And we're both gonna have to use our persuasive powers, which I know he has. That's, that's a good point. And, and Alex, you know, um, even if the full house is not yet, has not yet indicated that it's on board, how encouraged are you by the fact that the house's most recent election laws committee chairman, effectively the, the top ranking house lawmaker dealing with elections is proposing same day registration. Do you see that as a, a sort of milestone or a turning point from where the, the house was in the past? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, John Lawn is, is a superb legislator. Um, Last year, he took on an immense burden in crafting the legislation that we had. He personally spoke to virtually all legislators and, you know, asked them, what do you think about this? Um, you know, he really likes to listen and, and, you know, explain his beliefs. And I think that's something he's going to do this year. You know, you know, we're really hoping that his leadership and, you know, potentially the, the change in leadership at the top that, you know, just came out in the house yesterday, um, maybe that'll leave some more room for, for same day voter registration. And, um, you know, the legislature is very much aware that we need to do more for our underrepresented communities. And we're really going to try to push the fact that same day registration is one of those reforms that can do that. Great. Well, we're running short on time. The, the last thing I'd like to, to hit before we wrap up our conversation today on the State House Takeout is uh, sort of the short term. Senator Cream, you filed a separate bill uh, apart from the broader, longer term changes that would keep the mail in voting and early voting options in place through December rather than expiring on March 31st, which will happen unless the legislature acts. Uh, history shows us that the House and Senate tend to cut their work fairly close to deadlines with expirations. Are you confident that this is going to come up before, say, the, the last week of March, or do you think that it's going to be down to the wire again? 
Oh, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> uh, but but I think it's going to happen. Um, I know that I've heard from my communities. Uh, uh, Wellesley uh, wants to have a spring election. I think that it's going to be, be driven by the cities and towns that have already set up spring elections uh, and loved what they were able to do before. And as well as the fact the pandemic is still existing. So uh, I, I found it as a separate piece. Uh, I know there may be things moving through, whether it's a sub-budget or whether we act on this alone. I'm hope hopeful that there'll be some uh, mechanism for us to get this through. Now, I hope that it's not March 31st because in order for them to have their spring elections, they have to get their ballots prepared. And unfortunately, I think that would be too late to do that. Uh, so again, I don't set the dates uh, and we're only in the beginning of February, but I do think that is going to happen. Uh, we talked about uh, it happening when we filed the amendment. Uh, and I know that the Secretary of State wants this to happen as well, uh, but uh, we were in a position to have to go slowly. Uh, I think it will, uh, and it would be too bad if it was late. And just one final uh, clarification point here. Your bill refers to extending this through December. I believe that Rep. Lawn the other day had said uh, a three-month extension through June. Do you have any insight into, into that? Are there competing proposals, or is it simply um, not yet finalized what the legislature is actually going to, to bring forward? I was hoping he meant December instead of June. I didn't ask him about that. Um, I don't know other if there are other communities that have elections. I think there are some in the fall. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know where that June date came from. Uh, I did December because I just wanted to be comfortable. Uh, and, and I think with the bill passes, we're just gonna do it anyway. So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to ask uh, Representative Lon why he said June. Of course, that's always the, the better option. Um, but great. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our time today. Senator Cynthia Cream, Alex Salakas from Mass Vote, thank you both so much for joining us here on the takeout to dive into proposed elections reforms, same day voter registration, extending vote by mail for the future. Um, I'm Chris Lisinski, a reporter here. It's been a real pleasure speaking with both of you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for asking. Take Thanks for care. having us. Statehouse Takeout is a production of the Statehouse News Service. And for a daily fix of Statehouse headlines, visit masterlist.com. Masterlist with two S's. Thanks again for listening. See you next week.